2: And welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 185. 185! I've never had 185 of anything. Now I have 185 podcast episodes. The Nerdist YouTube channel is launching soon! Please go to youtube.com slash nerdist. Click subscribe so we can continue to make programming that will be suitable for your brain. Neil Patrick Harris, Rob Zombie, Weird Al Yankovic, me... Allison Hayslip, Alex Albrecht, Awkward Family, Uh, tons of stuff that I believe will make your brain happy. So, that's all launching April 2nd. All you have to do is click subscribe uh, to support the channel, and we appreciate it. And our side of the bargain is that we will do our best to make stuff that you'll enjoy. I would like to thank Stamps.com, a returning sponsor to the Nerdist Podcast. Let's say you want to start a business in your home because you don't want to buy office space. That is an excellent plan. Stamps.com can can give you a professional-seeming operation. When you mail people stuff, you can print out the exact postage that you need. You can do it from any computer in the world. All you need is a Stamps.com account. You plug it in, you weigh your letter or package on the digital scale that they're going to send you, and that's it. Stamps.com is like having a postal expert right at your desk. There's no guesswork. You don't even have to go to the post office. It is that simple. How many things in life are that simple? There are not many, but Stamps.com makes it easy. And right now, Stamps.com has a special offer for Nerdist listeners. Use the promo code NERDIST. You're going to get a no-risk trial, a $110 bonus offer, including the digital scale I mentioned before, and $55 of free postage. That should last you quite a while, unless you're mailing heavy things. I don't know you, so I don't know what you're going to mail. But still, this is a good way to go about that, so don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click the old radio microphone at the top of the homepage and then type in NERDIST. That is Stamps.com. Enter the promo code NERDIST. Thank you, Stamps.com, for continuing support the Nerdist Podcast. And now, the Nerdist Podcast number 185 with Tom Papa. I think I just sounded more like a radio DJ than I ever have in, in my entire life, and I used to work as a radio DJ. Oh, Nerds Podcast over 1A5. after that, we're going to go out of traffic. Hey, I'll be at Peppers and Irvine giving away keychains. Side note, I'm not actually going to be at Peppers and Irvine. I, I don't know if there is a Peppers and Irvine. So here's Tom Papa. Now entering
1: Nerdist.com.
2: We go. Come, 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 come. Is that H P? Well, Is that H P? That Intel Insider. Pom, 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 pom. They had that one commercial where was Tom Papa. <laughs> Doesn't that look cool? Tom Papa. Pa. It works with all our names. Okay. Jonah Ray. Oh. It's more NBC. Matt Myra. <laughs> Jonah Ray proud as a peacock. <laughs> Jonah Ray, Jonah Ray,
3: Jonah Ray.
0: <laughs> Can we please just do this for the rest of the time? It's not TV,
2: it. it. it's Matt Myra. Oh. Ooh. You're oh. not TV. No, thankfully Yeah (laughs) But Tom (laughs) Papa I would be a mess. Tom Papa, you are TV I am TV Welcome to the podcast, Tom Papa What brings an East Coaster like yourself, west to our warm California shores? Hollywood
0: Oh, I don't know that one Weirdo thinks Uh, he's gonna make it out here
2: (laughs) Dork thinks he's gonna drown (laughs) I hear there's movies and stuff to be made out here (laughs) You don't want it, kid It's the studio system Yeah. Shut up. If he wants it, let's bring him in. Start Who's sucking. got
0: the opium? I'm just trying to stay within the time. I'm under a 30-year contract with Warner Brothers. This Coca-Cola oh, gee,
2: has cocaine in it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It'll keep me going all night. Thanks, Mr. Warner. It's really great to be here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the rabbit thinks she's gold, but she's poison. Eddie Valiant. That's wow. my uh, That's Who frame Roger. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very strong. Yeah, thank you. But uh yeah, well I lived here for like
2: six years. I still have my house here. And what? um Yeah. Are you some kind of crazy millionaire with east and west coast residences? Do yes. you have a house He's in every state? I'm
1: very successful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew I thought that, that I was, knew that you were, but I didn't know you were by coastal successful. A That's a whole other stratum. <laughs> <A little. laughs> Well, uh, hmm. to tell you the I truth... I sent you
0: my bank account. That's why you asked me to be on the, the podcast. To tell you
2: the
1: truth, it's unsustainable.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be on this podcast, we have to run your credit report. <laughs> we have to check with Experian and TransUnion. And, wow. That's why I tried to get in here
1: before uh, the year end, because <laughs> yes. if I don't get something going...
2: Pronto. <laughs> One Talk of those that, places. Going down the tube. We want to have you on in the first quarter, but make sure we get you on by the end of the fiscal podcast year. <laughs> yeah. What did fiscal I just say? Did I say something? I don't know you if any of those
1: were words. You can be a winner. <laughs> I um, So, yes, yeah, so I'm working on a new show for uh, TBS. Mm-hmm. They were doing a pilot for Very form. funny. Yes. <laughs> kind of funny. Well, that's their slogan. <laughs> Sometimes funny. That should be it's their It's someone else's
0: funny, usually, <laughs> right. what you were saying earlier. Yeah. What's your show?
1: Uh, it's called The Naked Truth. And it's a comedy panel show where it's uh, I host it, and there's three comedians. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that we expose what's wrong with everything in the media culture. Because there's no real journalists now calling people out on things. And there's just a flood of internet information and politicians and uh, reality TV and all of this stuff. And there's no funnel Hmm. to kind of weed out
2: all of the BS. I'm internet culture and I just like to make harsh assertions on things with little to no information but am positive <laughs> that i'm right and tell and and be, i love to be indignant i think that just makes me feel better about myself that within proves anonymous it, uh, he's the internet. yeah if you can be anonymous yeah yeah if but i don't exactly but i don't even want to know who i am <laughs> right exactly. i'm gonna attack from behind this right. shield i'm gonna have it's a turret you see i'm gonna fire from my digital internet turret Right. And oh. for me,
0: if I want to feel angry, I'll go to Huffington Post, and if I want to feel very angry, I go to Drudge Report. It's right. really where I go right. to, you know, see how I want to feel, and it who's just, telling me it makes yeah. you feel
2: alive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, hey, yeah it reminds yeah. you that um, reminds you you're alive.
0: It's more about what, and then click over to Drudge of
2: what. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I figured that comedians are the real truth seekers, and so to take everything, all that stuff, it's almost I want it to kind of replicate the experience of when you go on the internet and you flip it open. It's like first you hit the big news. And then you're distracted by this video. And then you get into some crummy entertainment news. And we just decipher it all. And the comedians are the little voice in your head kind of analyzing it and making
2: fun of it. Has the show premiered yet? No. What? I'm just out here
1: getting it rolling. We're starting to... uh, We have the pilot in March. So it'll be on next week. It'll be on next week. Is that how that works? Yeah. I don't know how television works. (laughs) So So yeah, that's that's what I'm... uh, Are you shooting the pilot
2: or is the show picked up? I'm shooting a pilot. Okay. A pilot, and uh, can our audience go to vote somewhere on that to make sure that that happens? Mm, sure, go to TBS. Yeah, go to TBS and say we. Love I hope. Tom I Papa. hope your show gets picked up. I. I it um, would be great. I was always, uh, I was, I was certainly, I've certainly been aware. I mean, like now, now you and I know each other, yeah but I mean, it, like back into the nineties, I certainly was aware of you. And then our mutual friend, Jen Josten, right who was in House of a Thousand Corpses said, right. and this was in like 2000, 2001, oh, you've got to see my friend, Tom Papa. He's a comedian. He's great. Right. And you know, I was like, oh my God, Tom. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then, you know, and then our world's just sort of, yeah, uh, we kept bumping into each other. Bumping into each other. And then Rob Zombie directed your your our special. Yeah, my
1: stand-up special. Which is awesome. Yeah, which was really great. It was we were trying to do it for a couple years. And I was really patient about it. Like I hadn't released anything in like five years, six years. But when I was coming up, like the guys who had comedy albums were real big stars. And just because the technology was out there, I wasn't like I don't think I should crank out (laughs) like my own (laughs) album. Just because I can do it off of my phone so i was just really patient with it so anyway like two years ago i was thinking about doing it rob was going to do it you know we were working on super visto at the Mm -hmm. time yep and uh and then it kind of fell apart and i went and did some other tv stuff and he went and did a film and then i literally went to go interview him for the radio show that i do on xm and uh he said whatever happened to that special i said well i'm doing it in two weeks he said, "Who's directing it?" I said, "Nobody right now, but I can't wait any longer. I'm just going to do it." And he just took out his book. You know, how Rob works. He just took out his book. He's like, I- "I'm totally free. I'll do it. <laughs> Welcome down to New York. Let's do it." I was like, "All right, cool." And it was the same vision that we had for it two years ago. We, we, I wanted to look like a film, like a really, like classic kind of like the old, films. like yeah, concert yeah, like, feel like the TV, like the Comedy Central specials. They all start to look alike. They look like they're made for TV, mm-hmm. and I wanted this to look like a film. And and I, Rob really he pulled it off. He made
2: it really look cool. And you feel like you got the special that you
1: wanted. I, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it really was. It was lit. Really cool. If I could have had different jokes it might have
2: been better but the lighting was amazing let's talk about that for a minute and please forgive me for making it about myself but i am a narcissistic comedian but i'm about to shoot my first hour special in a couple weeks uh-huh. and i'm freaking out about it a little bit right oh, and, but because you've already been through this before you've done a couple specials yeah and so I, I just how did you feel leading up to yours first one
1: um for all of them i feel uh kind of anxious but also i kind of Pregnant with the material, in a way. It's like, okay, it's time for this to go out. You know? Okay. I wasn't, like, scrambling, like, to try and fill it, in a way. It's hard, because... Oh, that's an I, interesting approach. I feel <laughs> like... God damn it. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like uh, this always happens. If I have in my head that I have to do an hour, and I'm out on the road... I will just I will hit like 59 minutes or I'll hit like exactly 60 minutes in one second. I just have that thing where I always just... It's like th- saying, I'm going to do 20 push-ups and you'll do 20 push-ups and the last one's like, oh, 20. But yeah. if you said to yourself, I'm going to do 25 push-ups, that 25th one becomes what that 20 yeah, it's was. Like, it's yeah. like your
2: brain gives you the exact amount of yeah. energy
1: that you need. Exactly. And so the thing with the specials was the, the danger with waiting too long is that material always falls off the set, it mm-hmm. falls off the tree, you know? you're always I'm always at an hour. It's like, well, I've been doing this for four years since my last thing. Why is it still at an hour? Why is it not the, four because hours? all their stuff is falling off as you're writing the new stuff. So it's always in this constant state of being in that space. But anyway, back to your original question, I think, you know, you're nervous, but you just, I also feel like, you know, I just got to get it out there. So let me just go. I know I can do it. I know it's going to be funny just put it out and try not to judge it.
2: Did you feel any sort of uh did you feel any sort of a tug between I mean it sounds like you yours was pretty ready to go when you when you when you did your special but uh, did you feel any sort of a tug between um this has to be perfect and just st- stop being precious about it and just yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, 100%. And there's actually a
1: couple things in the that are on the album that weren't on it wasn't on Comedy Central that were completely improvised that night like that I just put out there oh great And I think that that was a smart thing to do like one was totally improvised and one was kind of a written new joke that wasn't ready for the special but I put it in anyway mm-hmm. and I that was kind of the screwing around part that kept all the really prepared stuff alive I think it makes it changes the set yeah. if you could have even if like a couple
2: minutes of something that's happening in the moment yeah it really helps but you've been, I mean, you've been touring, you've toured with Seinfeld a lot. Mm-hmm. And so when you're on the road with Seinfeld, you better be polished, <laughs> right? Yeah. You can't really, and especially in theaters, you can't really screw around with the audience because then it's just no. too big of an environment. No, so no, no. But you, so you're, you're pretty used to being like, all right, this is it. Let's be polished and focused. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: But there was this thing I did that's on the album where I said that I stopped the set and I said something like, this is really fun. This is a lot more fun than uh, than going to the opera. I had just been to the opera, and uh, I said singing's just weird anyway. Like, who was the first person to be like, "Watch this sound come out of my face," (laughs) and then I just started singing on stage and started, "Oh," and just started like really, and the crowd was responding, so I kept going with it, and like you could do that kind of thing. I didn't need the audience, you know, I didn't need to play around with them, but I could play. Yeah. On stage, so was
0: that, that the new thing, or was that the thing you just ended up riffing on? That it? was the thing I ended up riffing on. That's great. It sounded it like it yeah. flowed in <laughs> completely. Yeah. It, yeah. It was
1: totally. Yeah. And you know that's happened every time I re- have recorded. Like when I did the half hour specials, there's always something that shouldn't be on there that ends up on there, and then I'll I'll even forget about it. I'll never do it again. Yeah. And and I'm not one of those guys. It's like every set is different. I am pretty polished, but there are those little things that pop up, and I think they're just. You gotta have fun with it. It's a special yeah. night, so just let it go. And yeah.
0: even if it's uh, even if it's just the thing that gets cut out of the album or the special, it, yeah. I think it's for those people there. They'll feel just like it kind of it brings the room into the like yeah. the very now moment of it. or it's like it's like that was for us. Yeah. yeah. Who knows if that'll make it? Or but that was it, just a thing. Or
2: if it serves no other function, it keeps you. Sp- Fre- feeling uh, this sounds gross it keeps yeah. you feeling fresh. It does. Yeah. Um, uh, it keeps you feeling fresh, uh, and uh, just the presentation of your material is a little m- more
1: alive because yeah. now you've now all of a sudden you've come out of your comfort zone in front of. You know, five hundred, a thousand people, and you all of a sudden, you know, the adrenaline kicks in, and that that changes things.
2: What did you learn? What was it? you must have learned a shitload from touring with Jerry. I yeah. mean, like, I'm sure you know the first handful of times you're like, I'm going to watch every one of his sets, and then after yeah. a while, it's like, okay, I've seen it. I can probably go back to the hotel now and rest. But like, what did no. what did what did you learn from him? I,
1: it's you know, it's amazing because I don't go out as, as often with him, but we do st- still go out once in a while, and uh, you know, and. I always tell people. Now we go out; it's like our golf weekend. It's like just to go out and hang, you know. But I'm still learning from him. It's insane. This, I mean, he's golf so, or stand up? Uh, <laughs> golf. <laughs> and he's just so. I can't tell you. Every time I'm around the guy, I'm picking up something else. It's crazy. He's just so. He's he's not. he never stops growing, which is so insane. I mean, he started it when he was 21 years old. He's like 50. Seven now or something. Yeah. Oh wow! And he's just been, and he's not one of these guys that just gets his set and just kind of goes. He works his ass off and is constantly discovering and constantly. He'll call me after gigs and be like, "I th- this was awful. I went down in flames tonight at this corporate gig and start explaining like this set and where you think it went wrong." And I mean, he never stops. Wow. I mean, so he's in, so if that's you think refreshing and that. upsetting at the same time, you're like, yeah. I'm never gonna get better. I know yeah. exactly it's it's definitely it's definitely disheartening in one level because it's comforting because you're like, okay, so I'm not that bad if I'm awful. <laughs> right. He has his days of being awful. Sure. But then it also becomes unattainable. Like, well, I guess this. Is never, I'll, never no right. I'll never feel satisfied. Right.
2: i like being in the depths of Tartarus and having like the <laughs> yeah. the refreshing water just out of reach. Like, oh, it's all, every <laughs> yeah, time I'm so close. You'll never ever get it. Why are you punishing me, brain?
1: But I think the, the the I don't know. I mean, the biggest thing is just being a professional and really working at it. And I think that. And, and that could be said from Carlin, Chris Rock. It's just, you know, these guys work. They yeah. don't, it doesn't just happen.
2: These guys really work really, really hard. Oh, you really, I mean, it's so funny. You can, or at least I, you know, you can think you work hard as a comedian, uh-huh. and then you're around someone who really does. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, I, I, uh, years ago, I remember, um, uh, like hosting or opening, and, and Louis CK was on, Louis was on the show, and, we were drive. we carpooled to the venue, and uh, he said, um, I was playing music. And he goes, Yeah, you know, Chris Rock always taught me, like, never don't listen to music on the way to the gig because uh-huh. that's when you need to be, like, buttoning yeah. up your yeah, set. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even... Wow, I'm <laughs> yeah. dumb. Yeah. I didn't even think about it till I fucking got up on stage.
0: Yeah. I, heard, I heard him say that once at a show. Like, He's just like, I don't listen to music before mm. I go on. But, like, for me, it's like, I kind of want to get into a place. Like, music will help me kind of get into get a mood.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like on the way to a show recently, my friend just put on some, like, Bell and Sebastian. I was like... Put on some fucking rock and roll real quick, <laughs> just right. so I can. Would uh, yeah. uh, uh, you listen to
2: Maniac from the? It's a maniac. Like, kind on the of get it <laughs> Yeah. No, but
1: but I mean, but but Chris Rock said that to Louis. Louis, and Louis said it to you, and you say it to us, and there is that thing of, it's not that you're stupid; it's that there's only a handful of people that can give tips on this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, a, you know? And Seinfeld was learning from Bill Cosby, and Cosby was learning from Will Rogers, and Will Rogers was learning from Isaac Newton. And then, <laughs> Ar- then Aristotle. And
2: Aristotle. And then there. the guy who was like, whoa, <laughs> was learning, and had to do the voice. But do you feel like everyone, I feel, you know, what the reason that I love to dig apart comedy and people's processes on the yeah. show so much is because, I mean, there certainly are a handful of, maxims that feel like they're true but ultimately mm. everyone's process is a little bit different to get to the same place yeah absolutely it's really true i mean there's definitely write every day don't write every day Riff right. on stage don't riff on stage yeah. Yeah. yeah write stuff
1: in your notebook never
2: hold a pen yeah
1: yeah <laughs> right, right <laughs> with your face
2: <laughs> what
3: yeah. who says never hold a pen
1: yeah. yeah no i mean like there's guys that say they never write their stuff yeah, down. yeah. i'll uh. find
0: it on stage yeah yeah, yeah. or they like,
1: uh-huh. have the idea and then they just bring it up and Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it is really kind of interesting. And, you know, I've been trying not to be so... I mean, being around Jerry, you kind of feel like, well, I should just do what he does because he's been so successful. But then you've got to free up and be yourself. And I'm trying not... You almost become superstitious about how you work in a way. It's like, well, I only write out of this notebook or I only work out of this laptop. And then it's like, no, be free with it. You know, it's still supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be enjoying this. This is... We're making jokes. This is supposed to be a good time. <laughs> it still seems fun to you. How long have you been doing yeah. Santa now?
2: Uh, I started
1: in '93. Okay, so that makes almost it, twenty years. Yeah, yeah, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. In World War 12, II, with the combat. 19, age. June twelfth, nineteen ninety-three, and it's fun. It should be fun, you know. It shouldn't be such, Shouldn't be like scowling and, I got these jokes right. Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: jokes! Oh, comedy! God oh, damn it. Why? <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. But you're good at, uh, I, I, re- I really do, The you know, the more I do this and the older I get, the the, the greater respect I have for clean <laughs> comics. Uh-huh. People who can really make who can really make comedy out of? And I don't know if I'll ever be that guy. Yeah. But just who can make comedy out of you know just cl- clean mm-hmm. situations? I mean, I guess it's stylistically, it, it's just some people are good at it and some people are not, and you know. But yeah. I always respect that you can do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't. You know, it's funny. I I have this joke in my head that I'm doing now, and it's not even dirty, but it's I, it's talking about stress and like the world. The world is a. Uh, whether the world is doing great or it's falling apart, as a human being, you always have stress. And it doesn't matter what's happening. So you have to do whatever cuts the edge off. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Some people like to drink. Some people like to talk, uh, tickle strangers in public. <laughs> I said... What I like to do, and I know it sounds weird, I like to put my balls on a marble countertop. (laughs) Just something about standing up and not having to (laughs) carry them for a brief moment. (laughs) And that dark, cold marble (laughs) is so refreshing. And that's like as dirty as I get. And it feels like, oh, I'm being racist. But you know what I mean? It's like there's a fun freedom to just not caring about being clean, for sure. But I think it has to just come from how you are.
2: Are you sure you don't want to open with 15 minutes of cum jokes, or <laughs> mm-hmm. just to like take a nice, just to surprise the industry? Yeah, just to kind of shock everybody. Or just in the middle
0: of a set, just go, "Oh fuck," <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then move on from it. My like, God, well, did you, what, see, did you see, you see Tom Papa that? hosting the AVN? Yeah, He's yeah, fucking yeah. crazy, <laughs> crazy.
1: I had this moment at the at the Laugh Factory, where. I'd, you know I'd worked all morning on what I was gonna do that night and you're waiting all day to try out this material and try it out and it's like a you know one of those light nights you know like a Tuesday night or whatever and I go up on stage and this girl this beautiful girl in the front row as soon as I get up there I'm like hey how's it going And she goes just so I could hear it you're an asshole what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus like, Christ. yeah and I was like I'm sorry what and she goes you're an asshole what the fuck? And I was like, I don't even know you. And she was just this entitled, beautiful girl who was just like, uh. I can say whatever I want. And I was so angry. And I tried to go into my material, and then it wasn't happening. And then I started resenting her, and she said something else. And I just snapped. And I go, You entitled, dumb twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and was I was with the Laugh
0: Factory. And,
1: and
2: I started, right? The yeah, laugh factory yeah. Well, you're lucky die. no one had that on a yeah, cell phone yeah. camera. I know.
1: And I started saying twat with such venom and it just it was just like like a rubber band. Oh it was my just God. twat. Yeah. And it just kept and hammered her and went off and the crowd was into it and she was got humiliated and I walked off and did my set and then got out of there. And I came upstairs and the comics were like that's the funniest we ever saw you. Oh, jeez! <laughs> oh, not- I was so uh, angry and sweating and miserable and mad at myself for even going there. And they're like, "That was the best we've ever seen." Isn't that I funny am.
2: though? How upsetting it can be. It's the same. It's the same reason that. Um, uh, it's the same reason that Bill Hicks. That there's that famous internet clip where he spins out of control. Montreal, yeah. Right. It's not because he's being heckled. It's because right. of the dismissive. Just kind of, like, right away, like, you suck, or yeah. you're an asshole. It's like, that's all you're gonna... Right. I haven't even done anything yet. Right, exactly. This is just an ugly person. And you just feel like you cannot let them get away with that no. and feel like that the way that they're living is okay. Oh, it's the worst.
1: Right. And she was so, you, you know, and you've just, you're like, oh, I've seen you, I've met you, I know you,
2: I went to school with you, I know what this is. And no, 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 no. Well, especially <laughs> you. Like, there are certainly comic. I mean, like, I feel like... I would totally get that on stage. Someone's like, "You're an asshole." I'd be like, "Yeah, I was, you know, sure. I I probably was aggressive <laughs> yeah. in some of my material." But you're like your your material is so friendly and so it like, "Hey, be- everyone, you're a human it smile." Even,
1: it wasn't even it wasn't even material. It was just, "Hey, you're an asshole. <laughs> how, how are you tonight?"
2: <laughs> but that's my favorite bit of
0: yours. The "Hey, how are you tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Oh yeah. man, it was
1: really really awful.
0: But leave it up to a you know a bunch of comics in the back of a room to be like, it's like, yeah, the way you got really yeah. fucked up on that girl was awesome right they're just like
1: that's the best you have ever been and i'm driving home like shaking
2: but isn't it isn't it it funny now that 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 in to how long ago was that that was like four or five years ago okay so if you did that today at the laugh factory someone would catch that with a you know with their cell phone Uh put it online and it could completely yeah not it wouldn't change it wouldn't necessarily change the course of your career but it would definitely be like if people didn't respond well to it it would be a dip in the road it would be a dip in the
1: road or Mm. but with other Audiences, it would be a bump in the road, right? It would, right. You it would just, raise yeah. you up, like
3: Bill Burr. You know, oh, Bill Burr takes down that Philly crowd. Yeah, like, that was yeah, a bump yeah. for Bill because that, that yeah, it like, doesn't.
1: You know, I think the only problem you have with people trying to capture something and going after you is if you are getting a paycheck from somebody. Tracy yeah. Morgan does not apologize and go to the, unless he wants those checks to come from NBC. If you're an unfettered comedian and you can and you're just doing your thing, go ahead, record it, come after me, do whatever you want. I don't have to apologize for what I'm doing up here and how I'm working. It's only when you're being paid by somebody right. that you've got to,
2: or you. It's at least in your decision process. I've been really kind of wrestling with this idea lately that um, Joan and I were talking about this on the phone before. That uh, you know, the more the, the more it's it's a weird luxury problem, but the more mm-hmm. people are aware of you mm-hmm. just by virtue of the numbers of people. Yeah, s- some almost everything you say is going to offend one person somewhere because because yeah. w- i feel like you know comedy is if, if you really stripped out the comedy elements of it mm-hmm. it's all horrible things that we're saying because right. that's how we deal with that's just how we deal with horrible things yeah, things that enrage you really yeah. and and or or things that are awful that you're trying to get gain power over or, uh-huh. get, a, or get or get a hold on and so you know sometimes I get frustrated with an audience because they'll be like they'll be laughing at someone else's misfortune in a bit but then uh, like if it gets anywhere near them they're like hey I, like, guys yeah. come on <laughs> Right? you, you know yeah. be offended
1: by everything mm. or nothing I know but it's it's very difficult and th- I think it's we're in a time when it's so difficult because on a one-on-one, you used to just see the audience as a big mass and then you moved on and you never saw that audience again. Right. But now they can contact you and tweet to you and direct message to you and you now have to deal with them on a one-on-one basis. And you're right. I mean, I've done shows in a theater and then one guy will email, email me. I had this joke about twins, how with all this in vitro cloning going on, we have all of these creepy twins out now. And, and I said, they're not like normal twins which are creepy enough. These are like <laughs> shifty and paranoid because they know they're not supposed to be here. Yeah. Some guy <laughs> sent me a thing like, All right, my daughter, my beautiful daughter was born in vitro and if it wasn't for that process, she never would have been. And, then, and he's just like pouring oh, his heart out. God. And it really kind of hit me like, I felt bad for a second. I was like, dude, it's just a joke. And, but what other generation had to deal with that? Yeah, there were always people thinking it. There were always people in the audience that had took umbrage with something that you said. Sure, but they couldn't call you
2: up <laughs> yeah. and say, "Excuse me,"
1: but I and, – and then yeah, and what? Then, uh, <laughs> uh,
2: excuse me, I've just uh, I've tracked you down to tell you that I re- did, <laughs> yeah. you, did. You still do the joke though, right? Of course. I mean, it's it's a very slippery slope because once you start writing from a place of oh, I don't want to offend that person, oh, I don't uh-huh. want to offend that person, I don't want to offend that person. Then you you get scared and your material becomes bland. You lose yeah, your edge, yeah. and then it's yeah. like then you're not and then you're not saying anything anymore. No. Exactly. There's some obvious ones that you shouldn't say. Yeah. But 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 the but the sort of like everyone's getting really territorial about like nope that offends me. You're right. Like, oh, yeah. But that a,
0: offends them. What about yeah, you know right. the hundred other people around them who were laughing their asses off? Right. That's the, you know, right, that's right, the people you right. should be concerned right. with. Yeah. The person who's not going to like you is going to have their own reasons and not, you know, like they're just not going to like you. Who cares? You're yeah. not like you're not trying to win everybody over. Right. You're just trying to make the people laugh. And I feel right. like
2: I, you know, I, f- I mean, it's not like I feel like I'm a super offensive comic <laughs> no. that's trying to challenge the system. Right. But still, you know, <laughs> but like still the, you're honest. Yeah. And then still, yeah, you know, yeah. you joke about horrible things because, you know, you because <laughs> right. horrible. You know, because horrible things terrify me. And it's like, that's what I need to express. I need to feel like I have some power over the horrible things. So I have to joke at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you
0: know, no no one makes, like, when a band gets together and starts playing songs, I think I've mentioned this before, they're not going, oh man, I hope. Everybody likes this song I'm about to make. They're hoping a lot of people do, so they can make a living off of making music. But they're not like looking to like go into you know (laughs) Indonesia and go. Why don't you like this punk song I wrote? (laughs) Right. You know, because you're just gonna find the people that like it, and you're gonna embrace them. They're gonna embrace you, and you shouldn't have to worry about it.
1: I have a natural thing where I want everybody to like me. Yeah. Where I really have always been that way. Me too. Like, always really tried it's all to. All like, of us, one I think. <laughs> yeah. it? That's, that's the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's all of like, us. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. like I've been. Yeah, and that's and it makes it George, so challenging. I remember George Carlin saying something like, "If you get thirty percent of the audience to laugh at a joke, that's a very high percentage." <laughs> and then I, and you know, I would stroll out into the theater with you know, three thousand people watching Seinfeld. And you just walk out there, and he's killing. But then you look at the faces, and it's like there's groups of people that aren't laughing. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's it, it is interesting. Well, you
0: think think of it this way: when you were in high school, like, uh, and you. Did you want everyone in high school to like you? Most of the people in my high school were pieces of shit. I but I liked <laughs> I making my friends like laugh. Right. And those were the guys I hung out with. Right. And so that made me feel good. I wanted I everyone want, to like me. I, I tried a, to
2: everybody. I, I was really? a bad. and at, I, was yeah. I, oh, was I was good at it. Oh, I was bad at enough. it. You were bad at I it? I tried to be the class clown and uh, I was just like a fucking... <laughs> She's just a clown. Oh, just really? yeah. you, you, good were good you were good at it too. Yeah, I had
1: I had like the guys they were getting high in in, in shop, and I had like the, the cheerleaders, rich girls. I had them all. I remember in seventh <laughs> in seventh
3: grade uh, at recess, they they would hang out in groups, like the Puerto Rican kids would hang out in one group, the Cambodian kids would hang out in another group, the cooler guys, it whatever. it's like every high school. Uh yeah.
0: <laughs> you went to school.
1: But and, anyway, it was recess.
3: <laughs> it was like seventh grade, and I said to my friends, like, watch this. I'm gonna go make each of these groups laugh. Really? And I did, at recess. Yeah. I went into each group, and I fucking was, like, hanging out. What'd yeah. you say? Like, yeah. dip my balls yeah. in it. Yeah.
2: The state, The and that state was style. That. And, that was, yeah. and that
3: was a weird thing that I still remember. I think we have yeah. this
2: idea, you know, and maybe, I mean, I'm sure it's not just comedians. Because, you know, I, I, most people have that thing where they want other people to like them. Sure. But yeah. but but just to, to your point, um, you know, you kind of get this idea in your head of, like, it's a pass or fail, like zero or a hundred percent. right? And then you start to realize and then, you know, at a certain point you kinda of go, Well, it doesn't really have to be a hundred percent, I guess. I mean right. I, thirty I, is is a much lower number than I would have guessed. Yeah. But I you know, I would yeah. say like, eh, sixty or seventy, you're doing all right. <laughs> I
0: know. I'm fine with going for the bronze. I'm yeah. fine with that.
2: <laughs> but it's sort of like batting averages. It's like it's you know, you're not gonna hit every time, right. right. You know, if you yeah. still if you hit a a decent number
1: <laughs> yeah. of times yeah you're right yeah i mean it, it, that's about 30 percent is super successful yeah. i think yeah i remember a friend of mine saying to me just not even performing wise just socially uh, some guys or some girl i forget had a problem with me for something and and it really bugged me and my friend was like dude not everyone's gonna like you
2: and I, that was news to me. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was like,
1: I know, I can crack anybody, can I?
2: <laughs> no. Watch me. Yeah, Watch but you me. have a naturally you can't. very pleasant demeanor, and your your face <laughs> is kind of... You're almost always smiling. Uh-huh. And I'm almost always scowling. Like I'm one of those people <laughs> that when I walk down the street, it's like like a homeless guy I'll be like, "Hey, cheer up, brother." And I'm like, yeah. "Don't tell me. I'm I'm right. happy." Uh, right. I, this is just how I look. <laughs> it's just my face. My, my mouth my turns face. down normally. <laughs> and I don't appreciate it you making fun of me.
1: Uh, <laughs> I have a hard time smiling for pictures though. I always feel like my face is being forced into a smile. <laughs> wow. I'm like I think I have Kind of a smiley demeanor, but it's not a real smile. Like when I <laughs> smile, it turns into like the
2: Joker. Oh, Tom! Tom, Tom please um, stop. Can you stop not it. look He's like scared. a maniac scared for just children, one moment? Tom. Why it's so serious, Man. Tom? What's wrong with you, fella? <laughs> <Sure. You're laughs> up, Charlie. Hmm. Hmm. Forget about the demons for
0: a second while I take
2: the picture. How much of your material, like do you, do you feel? Do you feel like there's stuff that, how much of it is just like, ah, eh, it's just comedy, I'm just fucking around, or, like, it sounds like there's stuff that you really kind of want to pull out and express. No, they're, I, they're, I think it's it's mostly that.
1: I've actually, and I've, I've kind of always been that way, where I I start with, like, a dark feeling or a dark thing and lighten it up, you know, I it's, uh, yeah, it's all angst, and it's all stuff I'm really kind of feeling. I've actually been thinking lately of, I need to get some fun bits. Like, I need to light. I need something silly. Like, I loved watching Carlin, like, talk about, like, all this crazy stuff, and then he'll just be like, you ever see a crab walk like this, and he just walk
3: across <laughs> the stage? And
1: it's like, I want more of those funny moments. I've been almost a little too, too into, like, you know, like, I've been talking about, like, recession, or death, or you know, age, and I'm just like you hey, know, lighten up a little bit, have some fun. So now you know. that your
2: special's out, yeah, and you're gonna when you go back on the road, I am uh, like a month ago. Oh, you're so you're back on. Okay, yeah, I'm so back out. how how are you already workshopping? You must be. Yeah, already Yeah,
1: I, I shot the special. It just aired, but I shot it last April, end of oh, April. Oh, okay, so you had tons so of I've time. I've been to... out there yeah Well
0: oh, that's I have, nice so when people come to see you, you just have a whole bunch of new
1: stuff yeah, right a whole bunch, yeah like I just did the Wilbur Theater in Boston oh we're going Saturday. there in, Mar-
2: in May it's May 4th oh yeah
1: yeah it's a great god it's a great place it's, it's such a great comedy town yeah I, and so I there were people that had just seen my special because it just came out and they saw me afterwards and they said you know, we didn't even think about it like we we're like oh what if it's this, just the special that he's gonna do and they're like but it was so much new material we were so you know happy and I was like, well, yeah, you know, that's how good I am. And little do they know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I shot it almost a year ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I realized that, too. So I just wrote a bunch of new stuff today. <laughs>
2: yeah, You were very kind. I uh, There was a you you and I had a had similar bits. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a I, I had a bit about old sperm and young right. sperm. And and uh, I think. Yeah. And I had old sperm kids. You had. Yeah. 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 And. uh and I, had, you had never seen mine, and i had never seen yours. It's yeah. just, it's just like one of those things. And, but it's always a weird moment when you go, "All right, so you, yours aired on your special," <laughs> but I feel like I don't. Uh, I feel like I should probably at least call. I'm like, I should at least call Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but then you feel like an asshole because then I sort of feel like he doesn't care. But then right. I'm just gonna be, and then it, it sounds <laughs> like I'm making a thing out of it. And yeah, yeah. There are certainly it, some comics who say it almost like what they're really saying is so you better stop doing yours yeah. you know but and- i think with all those things with
1: all those issues of material you always consider the source you know and you calling me and being like hey i have this old sperm joke it's like as soon as you said that's why you were calling it was like just do it. <laughs> it's just like no, there's no chance in hell that you saw me do it or heard of me do it or I mean, there's none of that. So it was just like just do it. We should I, I'm not I don't corner the market on old sperm. <laughs> no, but
2: don't but don't you feel like that little... yet? <laughs> yeah. Tom Popins old sperm cakes. <laughs> He's cornered the market on old sperm. Old sperm, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> They're chromosome licious. <laughs> and try Moxie. Um. <laughs>
1: but no. I, whenever I do ask p- other people about it, it is like this weird... It's this thing of like, I didn't take this dollar from you.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. oh, you I have a dollar
1: too. It is like... A, it's it. There is a little uncomfortable... But I really think it's all comes down to that. Like, consider the source. Like, the problem with doing my special uh, a year earlier was I did this joke about uh, my, uh, my face. Mm-hmm. It was the... My mother's old it. and confused. Yeah. She calls it my face. And... That came off of, it wasn't actually my mother, it was uh, my wife's friend Susan's mother, and she just dropped it to me, and this was like two years ago, that she said that this My Face when we were all at dinner, and I went out that night, and I made it into a joke, and it stuck, and it kills, but since that time, it's been on The League, The League did a thing, like, I didn't see the, the episode, but I saw just a commercial for it, and someone said My Face, and then... You know, other comics, I'm sure have said my face since, oh. that time. but it was just—it was already like a dated reference by the time it came out. But when I wrote it, it was original. It was really from my life. But you know, you can't do anything about that. There's some. There is the zeitgeist. There's something going
2: yeah. that we all kind of gravitate and start doing certain things. It's at the same almost time. like there's this weird, like in the in the low, like in the ionosphere. Yeah. There's this weird sort of like chatter sphere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And. And stuff just gets in your head. Yeah. It gets in this it gets in the social consciousness head and yeah. It is shocking how things that you think can be so specific you see appear somewhere else in another town yeah. from another guy. Yeah. And I mean the- we're
1: all we're all listening and digesting all this information all the yeah. time.
0: Not because the internet it's like kind of leveled yeah. the playing field of stuff everyone can access. Yeah. There was a uh, there was a bit I had Uh, About sports, and I uh, I went to New York and saw this really funny comic, uh, Max Silvestri, Mm -hmm. and uh, he pretty much had the same bit. Yeah, and it was all just about trying, you know, talking about sports, not doing anything. It's like. It's like, yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. I hope your t- your favorite team wins the match, and uh, they get all the points necessary to get to the big game. You know, <laughs> right. and they're color coordinated. You know, pleasing <laughs> to your eye. Just all this kind of stuff where you're just saying everything about sports, but nothing really about sports. Yeah. And he had like a like almost the exact same thing, wow. and it rolled and it just kind of meandered the same way. And yeah. I was just, uh, but I had I, I had seen him do it. Uh-huh. And he had never seen me do it. Right. And so I was like, well, I saw him do it first. In the scheme of things, so yeah. I'll I'll back off. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, you yeah. want because you want to be you don't want to be too precious about jokes, and you also feel like well, if someone gets it on TV first, it's sort of like yeah. their joke, you know. And yeah. I thought
0: he had done it better too. Like mine, mine really had no end. He had a punch at the end. Uh-huh. I was like, well, that's better than I could have done it. Right. So, You know. Did we'll you? Did you, yeah. did you? Did you kind of like me
1: too? Did you develop <laughs> in New York? It's <laughs> funny. Was that? Was yeah, that where you yeah, developed? Yeah. My first place was in New York, and I yeah, it all came from New York. Yeah, and I I was just I was saying off air that I. I have a hard time uh, with LA just because it just fits my rhythm, it fits my nature, the city. I'm so much more prolific when I'm in New York. I think, I don't know what, I think it's just because that's where I started and where I came from. And I'm trying to free it up and be a little more open, like, you know, Bill Burr and Daniel Tosh, they, they, you know, and yourself, it's all guys that have migrated to the West Coast and still crank out a lot of material. But I. Go at a slower rate when I'm out here for some reason.
3: It's the weather, man. Nah, I've
1: well. been,
2: I mean, I I, I appreciate, I, I I think you were being kind by throwing me in the group with those guys, but I I feel like I hadn't really written a lot of new stuff for a while just because of, like, trying to get all the Nerdist stuff going, uh-huh. and it, t- it, it took away a lot of my going on the road and writing and touring and, and uh-huh. writing energy, and it wasn't until finding out in December that I was supposed, that I'm shooting the special in February, uh-huh. like, Oh my god! I really need to pull together like twenty-five oh, really? minutes of new stuff that, I, and just get rid of a bunch of old stuff.
1: That's funny because every time I see you, it seems like there's
2: new stuff. Oh, Maybe it's because they're sweet. short sets. That's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably what it is. No, but, but but the exciting thing about finally is doing this special is you know like everything that that dates back a couple of years, I yeah. can finally just just yeah, like it's just it gone, and I can start over. Yeah. And it's been really fun. The process has been really fun. And it's great. And where are you doing it? In New York. In New York. Yeah. Which Skirball? The Skirball. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Really nice theater. Where'd you do yours?
1: I did my Union Square Theater.
2: Oh, nice. Which is
1: uh, in Union Square. What? It's like an old. I wanted to feel like like the paint was coming off a little bit. Nice. You know, like, you know those older kind of kind of things.
2: Did you did you do it independently and sell it to Comedy Central? Did they produce? I started independently, and
1: then as we were going through the process, they picked it up. They did.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: When you and Rob were talking about the look and feel of it, did, like, did you guys talk cameras or what kind of like uh, stuff? He was equipment he was going to use? Or yeah,
1: you... a little bit. You know, it, I was talking. I don't understand all of that, so I was talking more of how I wanted it. Like, I didn't want the like, audience lit. I wanted things to be a little grainy. I wanted things yeah. to be uh, colorful, but I wanted the focus to be just on me. Like, because when you go to a comedy show, you don't. It's you looking at the act. You don't like when yeah. when you laugh you don't turn to the side and see the three people next to you and see what they're doing. <laughs> it's so why would you shoot that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reaction shots I
0: mean? are kind of odd I felt in yeah. comedy specials. Yeah, it's always and there's points. always one out yeah. of the
1: three that's not
2: laughing too. It's, I yeah. I never understood that either. I yeah. I always yeah. like um, I, uh, yeah, even uh, if you have to fucking fake it, get the audience yeah. to laugh before the, you shoot it. I know. Uh, Just cut away for a second to like yeah. you. We have the ability to fake that. Yeah. I, I, uh, exactly. On
0: like on my episode of Live at Gotham, they uh, did a cutaway to some guy cracking up like crazy and I was just like there's no way he was, was laughing that hard to what I just said right. I know how good that is it's not that good because this guy was like yeah and, like, clap yeah, it's, it's like, just a guy in the nah. edit
1: room going give me a laugh
2: on that yeah yeah and find I, someone from another episode yeah.
1: did you edit the special did Rob edit it I did I edited it with uh, with this girl and then um and then Rob took a look at it and but he was already making his next movie so
2: <laughs> <laughs> that guy's work ethic
3: is ridiculous
1: I know. I know. He's, he's one of those guys where you feel a little more
2: depressed about yourself. I'm depressed thinking
3: about it, and I don't even... Well, don't even it's
2: amazing. He, He'll, he has like, this schedule where it's like, write a movie, shoot a movie, edit a movie, write an album, record an album, tour, and then back to write a movie, shoot a movie. Like, yeah, that's, but that's, then breaking
1: is... down even just to the day, like what it takes to, on the daily basis. He's up at like 5 a.m., Working out, starting to write before anyone wakes up. Oh,
3: God, he, he
2: loves to write before anyone wakes up. He's like, it's quiet. Yeah, no one bothers me. I guess if we were writing spooky jokes, that would be the time for us <laughs> to do it.
1: <laughs> 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 <Right>. <laughs> Daylight kills my process.
0: I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start my career all over and just be a spooky joke comedian.
1: <laughs> there hasn't been one, has there? I don't know. Like a dark,
2: I, scary. You know, comedy? Yeah, like I if, tell if Glenn you,
0: Danzig did co- <laughs> like up comedy.
2: I have so I. I just don't. This isn't anything that I would ever do, but uh-huh. lately I have so had this weird urge to dress up like a like a Camelot wizard <laughs> and go on stage and just tell wizard jokes. Like I want to do that so do it. bad, yeah. but it's but it's there's no. I mean. It would just be a weird detour that, you know, like maybe that's something I could do at Meltdown one night. But I'll say, yeah. that's
0: just something you could, uh, you could, you know, get a, 10 minutes of jokes and then do yeah, it at like Comic-Con it, in front of a crowd that's going to go ape shit. You and do then it just it's a video online. That's a funny video. Yeah. And a one funny of video.
3: Podcasts, you go up in between me and Jonah oh that's a good idea but then and I, guess, I have yeah, a special drop yeah, and then I have to travel dimension. with a yeah, yeah. wizard outfit well yeah well, you, you don't do have to commit once. to it for the but rest I'm of going your career
2: the TSA, I'm like <laughs> oh that's my phoenix feather wand uh, <laughs> I, don't, I like r- don't ruffle my moon robes <laughs> so. I like
1: how in your fantasy you do it once and now you're a slave to it for the rest of your <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: career <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just blew geez. up you know why you know why because I fear it would be better than anything I write as myself and I'll be like oh now I have to now I have to be I think about that all the
1: time like like Larry the cable guy he was a good comic apparently just doing his what, what's his real name dan dan, dan something dan Whip, whitney or something dick and, whitman and he, <laughs> and then his, Mad character the t- his character took off and you know what are you and, gonna do not take 20 million dollars a year yeah and then he was like you know, people really responded to it and you got more traction than you did when he was just himself telling the jokes and there's something very interesting in it like a lot of uh like rap acts have alter egos, mm-hmm. right? Like Eminem yeah. does, and all these different people. And there is something kind of cool about that. Like, yeah, Chris Gaines and like Darth with, Brooks. It's, Just it's like almost that. like with within Gaffigan's act, like he's playing two characters, really. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he has I don't that, like that, that. There is something interesting to giving the audience a different side of you, not to the extent no. of dressing up in a wizard robe, was like, but right.
2: There is some, you know what I mean? Well, there and it's fun. also, it's also. I mean, I've always, I've always felt. Um, I Actually, uh, I just talked about this on um, Kelly Carlin George's daughter has a radio show on XM now. Oh yeah, and and I did it, and we talked. We talked about comedy, and I said I always, I always wanted to be one of those weird like emo emo Phillips <laughs> uh-huh. or Ke- like like someone who is a, an exaggerated character yeah. on stage because I felt like it just it just gives you a better frame of reference to write from, you know, because uh-huh. it's it's just it's just more. Now I'm not saying he's one dimensional, but you you know you just sort of pick a weird character, and yeah. it's, and it's just easier to write from that point of view because you don't know who you are yet, right. And it just gives you it just a little bit easier to to come from. But, but then then you're stuck in it. But then don't you think that
1: at this point in your career you kind of know who you are comedically? Well,
2: that's the thing. You start to I mean like you you figure that you start to figure that stuff out as you get older. And then it o- becomes easier older. to write for yourself. Exactly. Right. But but I always, you know, I so wanted to be like a weird surreal <laughs> Yeah. because com- then you don't even really you can get away with writing some jokes, but then if you just say weird things and people fill it, <laughs> fill in the blanks in their head and they're yeah. like, oh, he's so weird. I
1: kind of feel like that way with Twitter. It's like I can tell such... I can be a lot more absurdist in my... Because I do have that streak, but it doesn't transfer onto stage with me. But I feel like on Twitter I can put out some of the bizarre stuff that I always think about in my head as a joke, but can't yeah, actually bring no up room, there, yeah. You there. Know? I'm a... Uh, uh, that people are laughing at it, but it gives me a place to do it. And I don't have to wait for the wizard robe to come around at baggage <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you The most
0: you can hope for in a, like a good Twitter joke is uh, someone looking at their phone going,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's, uh, right. and that's
2: yeah. killing in Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to be in Iowa City, my wizard robe gets lost <laughs> in, the, in, in transit. It's 6pm. I have a show in two hours. I need <laughs> a wizard robe. <laughs> yeah. Where do I go? Where's the costume yeah. shop?
0: Through that door, boy. Oh, Some tap the stones. Follow me <laughs> to my house. <laughs> <laughs> to the basement. Yeah. Can Welcome. I interest you in
2: any spells while you're here? <laughs> Welcome to Moronic Alley. <laughs> you have you have kids, Tom? I do. How many kids
1: do you have? Two of them.
2: How old They're are they now? Nine and twenty. Six. Which, Which one's, one's your six? favorite?
1: Oh, they're all the
3: same. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe
1: it. It depends. It depends on the week. That's, a, that's, that's, that's <laughs> actually
0: go. really mean of you to say they're all the same. So you're, they're just one unit. They <laughs> have no individuality. <laughs> no,
1: it really is like a race to the finish. It, it's ongoing. Like, for someone will get the crown and
2: run with it for a couple months, and then. The other one comes back strong and, and they, they take drop uh, the ball. How yeah. is it touring? I mean, like, did did, did having kids kind of slow down your schedule for a while? Or is it just sort of like no. with, with your wife where you're like, you know what you married into? Yeah. She
1: was a comic also. She started as a comedian, too. So she understood. And and uh, it never slowed down because of that. I know, I think it's kind of healthy. I don't think it's healthy to be in a house every night for the rest of your life together. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think there's good breaks and everyone's get can be themselves and grow as individuals. And I don't go for long periods of a time. But I didn't even, before kids, I found the road very lonely. I wouldn't, uh, I couldn't go like one week and then go directly to another club. I always had to come home because I found it depressing. I'd be like start out writing material, and by yeah. like, the end of it, I'd be writing poetry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i like it's
0: like I like a lot of my friends are starting to go out like just be road guys regularly, yeah. and they come back different. They come back to town and it's a yeah. it's a little different hanging out with them because uh-huh. they're just kind of like let's uh, let's go to the bar again and right. it's just like this guy they're just kind of constantly needed to be moving or doing yeah. something and they're just like I'm back let's hang out yeah
2: you know what did you do to sort of I mean because you you don't strike that's me as like Kyle oh,
0: let's go and get some wings <laughs> oh that's a good one. that's a good Kyle Kinane it's <laughs> a really good Kyle Kinane.
2: <laughs> Uh, how did you sort of squash the... Because you don't strike me as like, I'm a huge boozer. Like, you seem like a pretty well-adjusted guy. He doesn't?
3: So, That's weird. Yeah. I got that from him. I really? He's
2: a <laughs> That's why he's happy all the time. You understand me. <laughs> so how did you... You know, like, when you're on the road, it's like, you know, it's Friday night, and you're in the middle of your comedy week, you still have, you know, three more shows to do, and you go yeah. you go back to your hotel, and you're just, like, empty and kind of sad. Like, how, how do, you, <laughs> what do, you, what do you... What
1: do you do? Um... I, I always found that the drinking the drinking part of it, and I do like to drink but I found it so difficult to maintain any to be yourself and maintain energy by the time you fly in do radio and TV to promote the show that early first day that you're there then go and do the two shows at night and then wake up the next day and do another 2 hours it's just for me it was like adding anything on top of that would Make it so difficult. It was so hard just doing that straight and drinking a lot of water to feel good <laughs> enough to really do a good show. So then, if I would like be with a buddy and then we would drink and you go, you go home at two, three in the morning, my whole next night sets were were messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I never really did it, and I got to the point where I just put so much energy into the shows that even one drink just to wind down, I would just want to go back and pass out. I'm done. By the end of those two shows, I really... When I get in that hotel room, especially now having a family, when I get into that hotel room and the door closes and I'm by myself again and you just sit there, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Stillness. Really. Yeah, I, So much energy goes into the shows. I don't understand the guys that have the energy to go rage and then do the shows. I don't know.
2: I mean, I, I've been sober so long now that I was, never, I was never drinking and on the road. Yeah. But I... I What's Probably w- would have died. What's your vice now? Like you working? Have something- yeah. yeah, working is kind of my vice. Weirdly, yeah. working is my mm-hmm. vice uh-huh. that kind of keeps the chatter in my head down. And the yeah. um, boy, these goddamn star- these chai lattes at Starbucks. I know it sounds uh-huh. like like all right, come on, really, white people problems, but like. <laughs> Every chai latte is like a fucking candy bar. It's just like what isn't a chai latte. It's just breast milk. It's 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 like it's sugary milk. They squirt this sugar and milk. They squirt this chai syrup uh-huh. and then just steam milk around it and it is <laughs> so delicious but chai's and it, tea isn't it n- it is yeah. a tea but but the starbucks they you know they condense it down into a syrup oh. and so you just get this like sugary pulp have and you the ever milk
3: tried, like a earl
2: grey latte yes like, i have and it's no. just not the same it's yeah, just no. have there's you ever tried a uh, so so chai good. tea latte it's so comforting oh, i love is happy? Felt by the way i breastfed yeah, until i locks. was 17 did i mention that <laughs> yeah. that's like a lot a latte there's not as much as coffee i was a ton No, No, there there is, but there's just not as much as
3: coffee. Do you ever get them dirty? Do you ever get them with a shot of a Oh, like right in the
2: ass? Yeah. Just (laughs) like like Fleetwood Mac used to do, it just kind of gets it into your system faster. They just just blow the chai into your ass.
3: Chai latte
0: shake, that's something that I get bummed out thinking exists, and I know where to get it, and I don't want to know, because as an adult, I can do it whenever I want. If I could only have
3: one warm beverage for the rest of my life, it would be a a spiced chai tea latte from Nordstrom.
2: Really? Oh, the, yeah, you love the ones at the Nordstrom. so good. I feel like I'm with like my friend's older brothers, like t- teaching me about weed for the first time. <laughs> or, or are you are you with your friend's older grandmothers who right. are talking about where to get a good red tea? You know, you
0: can get a fucking great chai latte. My no.
2: vice is tea yeah. and quilting.
1: Bees. Oh. Food is my thing though, like because you know, I I would I smoked pot for years. You? Oh yeah, like from end of high school to. Through all, like a couple years after college, and I smoked oh, a lot of weed, time. and then, uh, you know, I never really drank that much because I always felt crummy the next day. I would just drink like a normal person, yeah. um, but I do have that mm, that thing like you want to, you can't just be, <laughs> you right. know I mean? yeah, yeah,
0: you gotta disconnect. I find like
1: food. I could really, if I if I didn't have any TV gigs or anything, I would be really really
0: fat. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> so, so
1: the t- <laughs> if being <you> on, only <laughs> had a TV show, <laughs> yeah. being no, on camera and like in the vanity of oh, like look looking completely. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only thing that makes that's, me lose weight.
0: That's the thing that keeps me from drinking like like tons of beer all the time. I was like, I was like, ah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, the vanity. The vanity of like,
2: yeah, yeah I don't right. want to. Oh, I, I was a at bunch the gym. of light. You can see I was it. I went to the too. gym
3: last night like crazy. Like I would lose 20 pounds before 4 o'clock today and it didn't happen. And I look <laughs> insane. Well, you but shouldn't we- feel
2: bad about yourself. No one could do that. Was, Unless uh, you cut off an arm, then I was doing
3: a gadget on uh, Attack of the Show on G4, and I was just like, oh. they put me in this green tight sweater, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was like, yeah. we always that... feel awful about ourselves. <laughs> like,
1: it's like anything with a waistband just makes it doesn't matter how skinny you are, you just feel cruddy.
3: And then the, yeah, the guys yeah. in the booth were keying out the sweater and like doing fun <laughs> things with my. So. But you,
0: you came wearing a green sweater? <laughs> no, no, that's what Wardrobe put me in. Oh, 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 oh. and then he but came.
3: But you know what?
1: I was watching uh, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World the other day, which is the greatest comedy film of all time. And it's, you know, it's Buddy Hacken and it's Phil Silvers and all these classic guys, Jonathan Winters and the Three Stooges. And you look at all these guys. First of all, they were all over 40. Mm. And they all look like Over 50? Over 50, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they just like oddballs and funny faces and fat. And the reality is... The weirder we look, the better it is. <laughs> yeah. So whenever I'm like eyeing down like a big thing of kettle chips, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's, yeah. Like, there's that story I think that Patton had on like his first or second record where he was at some like banquet and oh. no one's touching this all this amazing food and cheese and he's just like i don't know i'm trying to lose weight i can't really do this and like and then he just sees Brian Dennehy like he's just like scarfing down food oh, and he's really? like he looks over at Pat and also he's all ah character actors huh we don't give a shit <laughs> 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 no, really? one yeah. <laughs> no one cares if we're that's fat no one cares if we're fat that's great yeah
1: yeah there's there is that thing and I, I brought it up, too. I was with Seinfeld this weekend, and he's always in shape, and he's always working hard to stay in shape. And I told him my new Mad, 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 Mad World <laughs> theory. He got so pissed off, he texted me like two days later. He's like, <laughs> but it's better to feel good. Skinny guys are funny, too.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's also like, you know. He did. Go ahead. No, no, Galifianakis would even saying he's like, yeah, I became a superstar after I got fat. Just like he was just like it's You're like right. once he like gained a bunch yeah. of weight, everyone's like, put him in stuff.
1: Yeah, then all of a sudden you can do something with him. What You're were like, you gonna say, Tom? I was gonna say when this weekend when I was with him, back to the material thing and you know consider the source and we all write about the same stuff. I have this joke in my act, and he said uh, it's it's about um I thought I was gonna be like my father. I said there's no real fathers anymore. There's no respect for fathers. I figured I would be like my dad, like I'd be the king of the castle. I would make people and rule them. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me on the flight in he said i have this i've been working on this joke that i took from an old joke of mine from the 70s and it's about making people and i it's going to sound like i'm stepping on your joke i don't want you to stop doing it but i found the file of that joke <laughs> i found that p- just to show you that it was backdated <laughs> yeah so he, he literally he said i literally brought the sheet Cause he saves all his jokes oh from the beginning, like in in those folders, those oh accordion my god. folders. Oh awesome. He saves them all alphabetically by subject. Oh my god! Yeah, like you know, have you seen his website? Yeah, that's his, it's an awesome dot com is yeah. crazy. It's like every day. He went through all his material, all his TV shots. So you go on the site, and it rotates three shots each day.
0: Yeah, and, you can, and he doesn't keep them on. Yeah, like You yeah, can't yeah. find them elsewhere.
1: Yeah, so it's, they rotate. They're there yeah, for that day, and great. the next 24 hours it changes. But when he was putting it together, he was able to go through all of his sets and stuff because he has everything cataloged, from his TV sets to the material. So we went into this accordion folder and pulled out, and he still, it's, I said to him, this is kind of psychotic, he still writes on the same exact yellow... Legal pad that he writes on right now. And the handwriting is similar. I mean, it's all like. So, anyway, he pulls the sheet out, and we're on the road, we're backstage, and he says, Oh, here's the joke. And it said, You know, something, it was similar. It was like something about, You talk to dads, you talk to fathers, and they're like, We make people. And it's like, You can't, how do you talk to a guy like that, or something like that? (laughs) And, uh, but he literally had the joke from the 70s intact on that sheet. That's like,
2: that's like, uh, that's like the guy who has the wand shop in Harry Potter where it's like <laughs> oh yes i remember this thing from 100 years ago and he goes right to the file and <laughs> right. pulls it out yeah like that's uh, he knew exactly where that joke was in his in his lifespan and yeah. where it would be located. That's fucking incredible. It's like, it uh, is incredible. It's like when I...
3: Rob reorganizes his record collection in high fidelity autobiographically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, if I not right. right. remember
2: rumors, yeah. I gotta yeah. know that I bought yeah. it for
3: a girl and then didn't give yeah. it to her yeah. for
0: personal sort reasons. Right. In the yeah. June 1983 pile. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: is it a, what do you say to Jerry? Maybe you don't have to answer this, but what do you say to Jerry Seinfeld? If you get off stage, you guys are hanging out after the show and he goes, hey, uh, Tom, I, you know, I got this uh, tag for you there after that one joke and you're okay, Jerry. Hit me with it. And he tells it to you, and inside you go, "Oh, that's not good." Uh-huh. Like, like, but, but you don't want to offend him. But so, do you do it or here's do you not how, do it?
1: Here's here's how I handle it because it's a very good question because it's happened happens a lot. <laughs> and he's told he's. I try. The short answer is, I try it at least once. Yep. Because he can sometimes see things that you don't see, but he's also not. Flawless, so there's sometimes when it doesn't work. But he took, he literally changed in the first time I ever worked with him on the road, he changed something. I said, What it was something about talking during sex? And oh, it was uh what what do I have to say? My wife wants me to talk during sex. Uh, what am I going to say? And he changed it to what do I have to say? And I was like, What? He's like, change it for, to have rather than. And I was like, "That's dumb," but all right, Seinfeld's <laughs> telling me something. So I went up and I did it, and the laugh bumped up probably thirty percent. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, this guy." So he'll throw me lines, and I'll try them at least once, even if I don't see it. Most of the time, if I instinctually don't think it's going to work, it won't work. But sometimes, it still does. You know, hmm. you got to try it. He's like, "It's like you know, you don't turn down, Bill Cosby." You, you try the joke. He
2: probably knows what he's talking about. We had this one night when we were a flight got derailed and uh, well, well, that was the problem. Is you're they were trying to run a tr- plane on the tracks <laughs> yeah. where a train <laughs> should be. Oh, well, he we're showbiz folk. We don't understand how <laughs> these things work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we were stuck someplace and we were just up at night. And he said, "I had this joke." And he's like, "Let's work on that joke of yours." And he took out a pen and paper. And we started writing it, and we're like going back and forth, and we're laughing, and it's like, oh man, we really nailed it. It was like an hour of working on this joke and writing, and he's writing out, and he hands it to me, and and we're so into it, but it was one of those times when you think it's so funny in the room, and then you try it, and it just didn't go. Yep, I was like, ah, oh, I thought I had like a classic bit, wow. hand hand delivered by Jerry, and then it never went
0: anywhere. And what did he think? Did he understand why it didn't go, or was he like he didn't do it? Like we, I think quietly,
1: he was just disappointed, like. I think he thought like you really didn't try it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's really fun on the other side of it is giving him a line that works and having that get into the act and it becomes like this big part of his act. That's such a gratifying thing. Like if you've ever written for somebody, it's such an exciting thing. Like, yeah. The first time I ever wrote, sent in a joke to Weekend Update and saw Colin Quinn do it, I was like in Florida, my first one of my first road gigs, and I saw him say my words to television land i was like wow (laughs) and that feeling never really goes away so like when if i give jerry a line and it ends up in his act i'm still very excited every time how long
0: how long were you hanging out until you the first time you gave him a tag or a joke or anything like that
1: um pretty quickly Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: pretty quickly because,
1: you know, you just hear things and you're like, yeah, yeah. just kind of throw them out.
2: That's a guy who loves comedy. Like, a guy who would sit down with his opening act yeah. and go, let's work that bit out. That's a guy who just needs to communicate in the language of comedy. It No, it does not stop.
1: Back to, like, feeling bad, like, about Rob Zombie's work ethic, it's the same thing with Jerry. It's like, I'm not thinking about comedy as much as I should be. Like, he doesn't turn his comedy head off you know like yeah. I'll be like I'm not gonna think about comedy today I'm just gonna have fun he <laughs> does not shut off there's nothing in his brain that's like no we'd, we would get on flights and start working on jokes we'd wake up and start talking about comedy he never it's, wow. it's, it's it's really pretty great I mean that really is probably other than just work really hard is the pride in being a comic is what he gave me because he sees comedy as the most creative force in show business whether it's respected as much as a movie or any of that he just sees it as complete daring and complete artistry for guys that can do it and go out and make it work and has such respect and holds it in so much higher regard than actors or musicians or anything and he makes you feel so great about being a comic like anytime I start feeling bad about my self or what have been on the road or whatever and I just have a conversation with him it's like going to therapy or going to a chiropractor you come out of that session like all right I'm doing the right thing I'm in the right business wow that's great yeah it's amazing I wish
2: I had a Seinfeld to hang out with. It's pretty great. You
3: do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's under your chair.
0: Your uh, own, own personal Seinfeld. <laughs> the new
1: Seinfeld app. It, mm-hmm. is, it is a great thing. I mean, No joke. Because, you know, you get in your own head and you
2: just, things get kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's almost dangerous to spend too much time with yourself. Because mm-hmm. there's no, <laughs> you yeah. cannot properly balance you. And so you start thinking in weird circles, and then you're like, yeah, you're right, brain. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Should have a castle. Everyone's fucking me. I read this thing that uh, I think it was Deepak,
1: how do you say it? Deepak Deepak Chopra? Chopra? Deepak Shakur? Yeah. One of his books. Mm. He said, all you have to do is realize that your brain is just like a computer and it's constantly evaluating and doing all this stuff. And all you have to do is is be conscious. Of that your brain is up to its tricks again mm-hmm. like you know those days when you're just like oh man it sucks and like no one's hiring me and I mm-hmm. why aren't I on that show and that other guy got that thing mm-hmm. and just if you can just this is like, what I do hey mm-hmm. look at what my brain's doing it's yep. going off yeah. again it kind of calms everything down yeah
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's times where you start, you work yourself up, yeah. and then you just gotta stop and go. Oh, fuck yourself, brain! <laughs> yeah. Don't do that to me. I was in a good mood. <laughs> you
1: crazy rascal! Yeah, you crazy. <laughs>
0: Why are you trying to destroy me?
1: <laughs> Leave me alone,
2: brain. <laughs> well, Tom Papa, we're at the end of our hour. Wow. What do you do? You have anything you want to t- promote or have people? Yeah, look I, want, at? I
1: want people to go on iTunes and download Tom Papa Live in New York City. Please download it's good. Like Tom Papa Live in, a new, good in new York City. Thank it's you. Follow it. Just Counting all the way through. It was Thank great. you very much. It's my proudest work. And you're
2: at Tom Papa on Twitter. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter. P A P A. P A P A. Is that short for like, well, when the relatives came over from no. our it was Papakowski. It's from
1: Italy. It's from Sicily. Papa. It means Pope. It means the Pope. Tom Pope. A lot of Greek fans think I'm Greek and it was shortened like Papadopoulos or mm-hmm. like Papa And uh, <laughs> I once had a guy, a driver. That's a Greek in Florida, Canadian. A Greek guy was holding my name he was the driver and he's holding up papa and the, he says you're greek you're greek and i said no it's italian he goes no 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 you're greek <laughs> and we get my car and he's driving away and i and he's like so uh you are greek i said no i'm telling you it's from italy it means the pope He goes, i know but you are greek and he said where in italy i said sicily he said, ah, we had it first. You are Greek. <laughs> <laughs> he made it work for right. himself. It's like, well, right. we go all the way back. We're all the same. You are Greek. I am <laughs> oh, You're Pangean. <laughs> Yes,
0: yes, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you're all, you're Pangean. I can see. Well, Every,
1: <laughs> how long have you been doing this what? podcast? The podcast?
3: Yeah. This Sunday will be two years. Two years. Two well, two years. Technically, wow. February 7th is two years.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, but I don't, you know, someone said... I go by the Super Bowl. So I go by the Super Bowl, too. I think the Super all Bowl right. is a... I know... Yes, yeah, someone was like, "Super Bowl not an anniversary," and I go, "Yeah, I know, but it's more fun for me to have the date, the birthday, be the su- yeah, Super Bowl Sunday than the actual fucking date, <laughs> yeah, right? Because I couldn't <laughs> well, give a sorry, shit about the okay. Super Bowl. I thought it was April <laughs> if I, was a
3: seven, I don't. That's all I right. There, I just don't. Anyway, to answer like your question, roughly
2: much. two years.
0: <laughs> well,
1: it's great. It's really. It's this is really a good thing. It's been Thanks. fun.
3: Yeah, really. It's still fun. I mean, tell I, that Seinfeld guy of yours. Yeah, Chris needs to borrow him. I for just like want to.
2: Can I borrow your Jerry? Can I borrow a <laughs> borrow cup of Jerry? Here's what I will do. I'll borrow
1: a cup of Anytime Jerry. Anytime you have a question and you want me to bring it to the mountain, I will bring it <laughs> and <laughs> I will come back to you with the answer.
2: Is the answer? <laughs> can we get Jerry on the podcast? <laughs> the answer is no. no. Probably not. Well, it's but, nice
1: having
0: you. See you later. But <laughs>
1: um, he called me today to tell me uh, he had some. He had he had a message for uh, for. Uh, Two comedians, and that he doesn't have contact with it, he saw it and thought were really funny. He's like, "But tell him this." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, <laughs> so you're Mercury now. Yeah, you're a messenger of the gods. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's great. But this is great. It was thanks for bringing me in. This so they say, oh, came because you when you called me about our sperm joke." Yes. And I was like, "I'd love to do your show." And you said, "Call me." And I said, "Called you." And you said, "And it all worked out." Guys, it totally worked out. Be here. America. Um, that's what America great. special. That's why yeah. we're number 1. Hey. Mm-hmm. We, we get stuff done. Yep. We're number 1 Always. In everything <laughs> but
3: free press. Now we've dropped to number 27. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's kind of a. And our economy's not that great. <laughs> well, <laughs> <and> stop talking. No, 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 no. America,
2: <laughs> uh, enjoy your burrito, everybody. Especially America. Enjoy your Ameri- Enjoy your American burrito. Sounds like a sex act <laughs> it's now. Refried uh, beans and cheddar cheese. <laughs> American <fries>. burritos <laughs> when you poop in the vagina. Mm. Oh. Filled with freedom. Yeah, you probably don't want to Filled with freedom. Freedom, <laughs> freedom to poop where I feel like. yee <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we managed to stay so highbrow for so much of the episode. And then right at the end, er, kablam. Smash-o. My fault. Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for your vagina poop <laughs> bit, you
1: really should say. You never leave with the vagina bit. <laughs>